Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Tonight, Bill Cosby is a free man after Pennsylvania's highest court throws out his sexual assault conviction, ending his prison sentence years early. The disgraced comedian is home in front of TV cameras tonight. It's a good day for the Cosby family. The shocking news, why the court overturned his conviction. We have reaction tonight from one of the women who accused him of assault. Life-threatening heat, historic temperatures sending people to hospitals across the country. The people doctors say are most at risk. More victims found in Surfside, Florida. The death toll rises as the search continues. Tonight, stories from residents who escaped the collapse. Mixed mask messages. The confusion as the governor of Illinois urges people to wear masks indoors. The guidance tonight from the CDC. Tax evasion charges. The Trump Organization and its chief financial officer expected to be indicted as early as tomorrow. But what about the former president? Remembering Donald Rumsfeld. As defense secretary, he led America's response after 9-11, but drew sharp criticism over his leadership during the Iraq war. Election chaos. The mistake that's thrown New York City's mayoral election into turmoil. Pill for postpartum depression. The new hope tonight for new mothers. Plus, how strangers came through for a young man who always goes the extra mile. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us on a very busy Wednesday. We're going to begin tonight with breaking news about the disgraced comedian and television star Bill Cosby. As we come on the air, the 83-year-old is out of prison and back at his home after Pennsylvania's Supreme Court threw out his 2018 conviction for sexually assaulting a woman 
in the same house more than a decade ago. Now, in a ruling that stunned prosecutors as well as the dozens of women who have accused Cosby of drugging and raping them, the state's highest court argued the entertainer's due process rights were violated when he gave incriminating testimony against himself during a civil case, testimony that was later used against him in court. Now, Cosby, the judges said, only talked because a previous prosecutor had agreed not to charge him. Well, tonight, the former sitcom star is refusing to talk on camera, but... In an exclusive off-camera interview just moments ago, Cosby talked to CBS's Jerika Duncan. And Jerika is live outside of Cosby's house in Pennsylvania tonight. And Jerika, what did Cosby tell you? Well... Put it frankly, uh, Nora, he basically said that this is about sending a message around the world. He said that what happened to him was unjust and that justice was served. A triumphant Bill Cosby, flanked by his attorneys, flashed the victory sign as a free man, upending the first high-profile sexual assault case of the Me Too era. In a strongly worded 79-page opinion, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court ruled that Cosby, now 83, had been denied a fair trial in 2018, a huge blow to his many accusers. Cosby was nearly three years into a three to ten year sentence for aggravated indecent assault against former Temple University employee Andrea Constand. He was charged with drugging and sexually assaulting Constand in his Philadelphia area home in 2004. Explaining their decision, the justices wrote that prosecutors engaged in a bait and switch because of a non-prosecutorial agreement that had been struck with a previous prosecutor. The agreement gave Cosby the assurance that he would not be criminally prosecuted if he testified in a civil case brought by Constand. But that's what happened. Cosby testified in a civil lawsuit that he gave quaaludes to women he was pursuing for sex, evidence that was later used against him. We can't have a criminal justice system where prosecutors pull out the rug from underneath you because of politics. CBS News legal analyst Ricky Kleeman said today's court decision was based on the law though it will be unpopular. People will feel abandoned, particularly victims of sexual assault. They will feel that the court, quote unquote, let him out on a technicality. This is not a technicality. It's a violation of constitutional magnitude. All right. The beloved comedian and actor was best known for his role as the lovable husband and father in The Cosby Show. But his family-friendly reputation was left in tatters as more than 60 accusers came forward. For Victoria Valentino, who says Cosby raped her in 1969, the news was gut-wrenching. It's just astounding. It sends the message that the law is not on our side. Once again, women have been just thrown under the bus. Cosby accuser Andrea Constand released a statement today saying the decision she found it to be disappointing and concerned about how this will impact other sexual assault victims. Nora? Andrea, I want to know more about your exclusive interview. What happened when you went inside Cosby's house? 
You know, we asked if there was an opportunity to speak to Cosby personally. His publicist walked me uh, here at this driveway into the home. Uh, what I walked in was the first floor, the kitchen area. There were two people standing by. Uh, one person said Cosby wanted pizza for dinner tonight. Uh, the publicist then went upstairs and I guess asked Mr. Cosby, uh, Bill Cosby, if we could come up there and talk to him. Uh, we were upstairs uh, in his bedroom for about five minutes or so. He was wrapping up a conversation with someone. Uh, he seemed very excited, obviously, to be home, very comfortable. Uh, but his takeaway really was he was glad that he had his freedom and said that this sends a message around the world. I know he just tweeted a very similar message, uh, but that is what he focused on during that very short uh, five minutes with him today. All right. Jerika Duncan with that CBS News exclusive. Thank you. And tonight, the dangerous and historic heat wave in the Pacific Northwest is slowly loosening its grip. But more than 50 million Americans remain under heat alerts on both sides of the country. Here's CBS's Mulalenghi. Life-threatening heat continues to bear down on both coasts, and the death toll is rising. Officials in Oregon have reported 45 deaths related to excess heat in one county alone. At the White House today, President Biden warned of the dangerous conditions in the West. People are hurting. It's more dangerous for kids to play outside. Roads are buckling under the heat. Along the East Coast, temperatures continue to climb into the high 90s, with feels-like temperatures hitting 106 in Philadelphia and 103 in New York. People who have pre-existing medical problems like hypertension and diabetes, high cholesterol, even mental health disorders are at risk. In New York City, air conditioning crews are working around the clock. And in Philadelphia, buses were dispatched throughout the city as cooling centers for the city's most vulnerable. I can expect probably a little bit more today because of the pattern. The high temperatures in the Pacific Northwest are beginning to move inland. Throughout the heat wave, Washington State reported more than 1,300 emergency room visits for heat-related illnesses. In Canada, the Vancouver Police Department reported nearly 100 sudden deaths since Friday, the vast majority likely related to the heat. The town of Lytton, British Columbia, hit a record 121 degrees. Well, doctors are urging caution, warning that even young and healthy people have a breaking point. And tonight, New Yorkers received this emergency text alert urging them to limit their energy use in order to prevent power outages, including the last thing you want to lose in a heat wave, Nora, air conditioning. Exactly. Molalenghi, thank you so much. So the big question for everybody, when will these heat waves break? Let's get the forecast now from CBS's Lonnie Quinn. Lonnie, any relief in sight? Oh, yeah, you betcha. By tomorrow, we will no longer have the heat wave for the Northeast. It does come at a price. We've got some strong storms. That's what lowers the temperatures. But take a look at the temperatures we had today. Record set for Newark at 92. It was a record for Boston at 98. Now, the line of storms that will change everything. Currently, it's out like around Pittsburgh, Albany. It's sort of moving through the area. Again, a chance for severe weather tonight. For the weekend, get this, the Northeast is not the greatest. Cloud cover out there, a little bit of a rain chance. Temperatures in the 70s. Now, out west, we are still looking at record-setting heat. Uh, Missoula set a record today at 100 degrees. Tomorrow, they're going to be 100 one uh, tomorrow, Spokane is like 107 degrees. Billings will be 100 degrees tomorrow. But for your weekend, it's still hot, but no record-setting heat. I do want to show you we have a new tropical system out there, tropical cycle number five. No name yet. It could become Elsa, but by Sunday, it's to Cuba, possibly affecting Florida and the Gulf Coast. After that, we'll keep a very close eye on that one. But Nora, let's go back to you. Lonnie Quinn, thank you so much. 
We turn now to the painstaking search for survivors nearly a week after that condo collapse in Surfside, Florida. The death toll has climbed to 16, with 147 people still unaccounted for. President Biden visits the site tomorrow. We get more now from CBS's Manuel Bajorquez. Tonight, we're hearing stories from residents who escaped the collapse. This is chilling audio from a survivor who left this voicemail on her brother's phone as she made her way out. Oh, my God! What the hell? The whole apartment is moving on. And 64-year-old Liana Monteagudo says a loud noise woke her from her sleep. She started to run after she saw a crack snaking down her living room wall. I started going down fast. And I feel crack, crack, crack. Her neighbor, Sarah Neer, lived on the ground floor and was awake when a loud bang made her walk outside. After she saw the building's underground garage collapse, she ran. And we ran out of the building. Gus was waiting for us to leave the building. And then another big boom. Then we didn't see anything. It was suddenly quiet after the big boom, and it was white clouds all over. Today, more than 200 rescuers continued the agonizing work of trying to reach possible survivors. Overnight, crews discovered new tunnels beneath the rubble where they found four more bodies. Colonel Elad Edry is with the Israeli team assisting in the search. In 2010, the team found people alive in the rubble after the 2010 Haiti earthquake eight days later. Is it possible to still have survivors down there? Yes, we believe. Uh, the, the chances are low. We don't hide it from the families. We do believe that we can uh, find lives and we hope to get it. Sixteen people are now among the dead. 92-year-old Hilda Noriega is among the latest victims to be identified. Earlier this week, her grandson found a birthday card and photo belonging to her in the rubble. My grandmother is the most loving person that I know. And Nora, at a news conference just now, officials announced they found two additional bodies, the bodies of children. Just another devastating day here in Florida. And there is another concern hurricane season. As you heard earlier, there is a tropical system looming in the Atlantic tonight. Nora. Oh my goodness, Manny Bajorquez. Thank you. Well, tonight, conflicting advice on who should still be wearing masks. The CDC is leaving the decision to states, but now the governor of Illinois is the latest to recommend masks in crowded spaces, even for people who've been vaccinated against COVID to stop the spread of that dangerous Delta variant. Here's CBS's David Begno. Tonight, a new warning in the state of Illinois. Don't let your guard down and mask up, even if you're fully vaccinated. If you're going into a heavily crowded area, you don't know if somebody is not vaccinated. And so you should just bring your mask with you and keep safe. That statement from the governor follows health officials in Los Angeles who say everyone inside public spaces should go back to wearing masks. The worry? That highly transmissible Delta variant, which is now responsible for 26% of cases in the United States. And that makes vaccinations all the more urgent. It's the southern states that are lagging. Take Arkansas. Less than 35% of the total population is fully vaccinated. At Trio's restaurant in Little Rock. We had a sign that said masks optional. Uh, We've replaced that with masks strongly encouraged, except when you're eating. And we're requiring all of our staff to wear masks. It's a smart thing to do. I think it works. The governor says the bigger cities aren't having the problems that the rural areas are. The availability is not a problem. 
It is simply getting people to take time off their work or off their daily activities and say this is urgent. It just felt like there was something sitting sitting on my chest. We met 25-year-old Ashton Reed from Southern Arkansas at this hospital here in Little Rock where she nearly died from COVID-19. Just 30 weeks pregnant, doctors had to do an emergency C-section. She and her husband, Chase, are now on a mission to educate others. Do you feel a sense of guilt? I do feel a sense of guilt because, you know, instead of not taking it seriously, I should have been promoting of getting the vaccination because my wife was pregnant. Their baby is expected to spend two and a half months in the hospital because she was born early, because her mom had COVID. So we asked the hospital, what's a ballpark figure for the type of care a mom like Ashton received and the baby? We were told it's north of $3 million before insurance. A COVID shot's free. Nora? I think that makes the point. David Pegno, thank you. Well, tonight, there is a major development in the investigation into former President Trump's family business. Indictments are expected tomorrow in New York for the company and a longtime aide to the former president. We get more now from CBS's Jeff Pegues. For the first time, the three-year investigation will lead to charges against the Trump Organization and its CFO. The tax charges against Alan Weisselberg are related to company payments on apartments, cars, and even private school tuition. A key witness, Weisselberg's estranged former daughter-in-law who turned over several boxes of documents. While Mr. Trump has been the face of the company, Weisselberg has operated behind the scenes not only as a CFO. The former taxi cab driver has also been the Trump family's personal bookkeeper. In 2019, Michael Cohen, the president's former personal attorney, testified that Weisselberg never acted alone. Everything was done with the knowledge and at the direction of Mr. Trump. In a statement, the former president railed against prosecutors for going after people within the Trump organization. Mr. Trump, who was in Texas today, is not expected to face charges, but that doesn't mean he's in the clear. This indictment, anyway, looks to me like the culmination of a pressure campaign against Alan Weisselberg. However, the grand jury is sitting until November. Trump Organization lawyers told CBS News this week that they would move to dismiss the charges. They believe the threat to the organization posed is disproportionate to the alleged misconduct. Nora. All right, more to this story, certainly. Jeff Begays, thank you. All right, there is late word out of New Mexico tonight. Donald Rumsfeld has died. The Republican power broker spent six decades in public service, but he may be best known for the wars fought after 9-11. And the intention to fully Donald Rumsfeld's long career started as an Illinois congressman. He then went on to serve four Republican presidents as an ambassador, a chief of staff, and eventually secretary of defense twice. He's going to be a great secretary of defense again. A Navy pilot himself, Rumsfeld was both the youngest and at the time oldest to serve as defense secretary. But what may define Rumsfeld's legacy was the invasion into Afghanistan and then Iraq despite questions about whether Saddam Hussein ever possessed weapons of mass destruction. There are things we know we know. We also know there are known unknowns. And it was this extraordinary answer that made headlines when pressed by troops about the lack of armored vehicles. You go to war with the army you have, not the army you might want. Rumsfeld twice offered his resignation to President Bush over the abuse of Iraqi prisoners at Abu Ghraib. 
In a memoir, he wrote, If you are not being criticized, you may not be doing much. Donald Rumsfeld was 88 years old. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Early results in New York City's Democratic primary for mayor are being questioned tonight after a botched ballot count. The city's Board of Elections says it accidentally included about 135,000 test results in Tuesday's vote count. Updated results released tonight now show Eric Adams with a slim lead. All right, tonight, an experimental pill is offering hope to women who suffer from postpartum depression, which affects one in eight mothers. In a clinical trial, scientists say the pill reduced symptoms in just two weeks. The only drug currently approved for postpartum depression requires a 60-hour IV treatment. A lot of people say they're dedicated to their work, but 20-year-old Dante Franklin walks the walk 17 miles every day in the Oklahoma heat to and from his job at Buffalo Wild Wings. But fate recently intervened when a stranger, Michael Lynn, offered him a ride. Well, when he heard about Dante's story, Michael posted it on Facebook. Then came a GoFundMe page. Well, more than $50,000 poured in, enough for a car and then some. He also got a bicycle to tide him over till he gets his driver's license. And Dante considers it a blessing. He says he and Michael are now friends for life. No doubt. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, President Biden visits with families at the building collapse in Surfside, Florida. And a reminder, if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. That is tonight's edition of the CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in the nation's capital. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be, because Survivor 46 is here, and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, Devi Adaris. What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did, what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast, and to ask Jeff some questions because... Even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.